Hey everybody, it's me, Antonio, from Pizza Tony's Tony Award winning pizza, the number one funeral caterer in all of southern Little Italy. With the pizza this bad, you're gonna be saying, oh, Mamma Mia, so glad Nanna wasn't here to see this. Pizza Tony's, put our mozzarella in your al dente's when your friends are pasta. Tonight on two C's in a pod. 96.7 on your Two C's in a pod, 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 two C's just like two C's in a pod, two C's cause we're two C's in a pod, two C's just like two C's in a pod, two C's in a pod at gmail.com. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, folks at home. You're driving home from work. You need something to listen to. Who's who's driving to work these days? Yeah, a lot of a lot of people are driving to work, Cam, because I see a new million dollar condo being put up every single fucking day. Of course, this is two season upon. Um, it's real. It's a radio station. It's hosted by myself, Cameron Osborne. It's also hosted by Cam Leclaire. Uh, it's a pirate radio station, to be clear. Pirate radio station, of course. Um, uh, we've been spending a lot of our funds lately on the big wooden ship you may have seen hovering around Lake Ontario, sort of uh, around the exhibition there. Um, we've spent a lot of money on Somali tutors to really get those accents. The I am the captain now. Yes, of, I am we, the captain. We now. hired the I am the captain now guy. Um, I am the captain now. Really, really spearheading part of our educational services as pirates of the uh, one of the top podcasts that you can listen to, at least in the Southern Ontario uh, kind of sphere of things. I think um, because God damn it, we just don't hear enough podcasts by two men such as ourselves. You know, the movie with Tom Hanks, uh, Captain Phillips, was. They say that all media is good media or something like that. That's, all something is something. Uh, all um, press? Sure. So I'm going to go ahead and say that that one didn't turn out too well for the Somalis. I mean, definitely put them on the map. That, that's a good point. You know, I mean, of course, Cam, when we were uh, probably, I think it was episode, about episode 45 when we had our incredible Shark Tale review, we did speak yeah. about the... Um, like the like the Italian American Commission, who was mad that uh, Italians were sort of made out in this light in that film. Um, I'm sure the exact same organization exists for the Somali pirates. The Somali pirates themselves. You think the Somali pirates have an organized enough group where they have a PR department? Very much so, because you know, um, like you know what, I, you know what you got, you know what separates Al Qaeda from the rest. Brand recognition. Uh, you mm, see, you see a, a, a level, the level of travesty and horror occurring. You say to yourself, "That's got to be Al Qaeda. They got the fucking flag. They have beard, beard grooming materials with their name on it. Groom their Incredible. beards, of course." Well, you know, Cam, uh, as you know, as as somebody who was definitely not in. The uh, the cave when SEAL Team Six came to arrive. As somebody there who, it is. I was waiting for it all to come. As somebody back in who circle. was definitely not there, um, I can only express that uh, Al Qaeda brand recognition. Gotta give it hey. to him. Speaking of brand recognition, we would we do want to give a quick shout out to uh, to uh, Tony's Pizza for sponsoring um, the episode of the show. Thank you, Tony's Pizza. Uh, I'll be definitely uh, ordering in for my next funeral. Mm-hmm. Um, Thanks so much. It's um, thanks for the money. I mean, start uh, support. Well, hey, um, it's, it's we're it's we're about supporting local. Yeah, local businesses. What's the most local business you've supported lately, Cam? Give me give me your last last local local buy that you've made that you're like, hey, I could have bought this off of um, no name. Sounds like uh, a forest of some type, um, or went to a different store. Where, 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 well, we uh, we've certainly given up on Amazon in a way to like kind of like sidestep away from them. The only way Definitely. I'll pay Amazon is uh, to watch television shows and movies. Um, Jess found a lot of success around the holiday season um, doing this whole curbside pickup thing from all these small local 
uh, kind of shops. I know she got like her mom. And her, she got like her mom and her nieces uh, a bunch of things that they can knit together. You know, from the you know local little knitting shop or uh, you know kind of a, a place that sells outdoor clothes or something. But it's that's the only shop. That's the only one they got. Um, I, I I would say my my biggest kind of local purchases over the time being has really just been uh, uh, Jamaican food. That we get kind of on the corner close that, to me. That's not local. That's from Jamaica. It, it is true. You are right, Cam. They do import it in every single day directly from uh, Jamaica. You think the cost on the meal alone would be crazy, but it's like seven fifty for a lunch special. That's beside the point. I guess maybe just any sort of uh, disc golf purchases um, has either happened from this one little... Is that costing a lot of money? Is that like a big expense in your life, disc um, golf? So far, it was probably about 100 150 Bucks. You get, get the new uh, H6 putter? Uh, no, no, no. My Aviar Pro putter is sweet, though. Oh, ah, okay. Yeah, oh, you saw that new video with uh, Max Brody promoting it. <laughs> Fuck, man. He is... Oh, my. Did you see that 26-footer? Holy smokes. I saw that. Oh, I saw that 26-footer. I thought to myself, that's not that impressive. Around the pine. Around the pine. <laughs> Who, who's expecting that? Who does it better? Paul Macbeth, that's who. Paul Macbeth. Um, Paul Ma- but the steroid scandal, I mean, I kind of takes him out of the, the Hall of Fame books, in my opinion. <laughs> Amen to that. Amen to that. That was, would be probably <laughs> the extent of my local shopping. Um, but really, it's just the uh, it's really just the shopping in general, which is curbed down. Um, really, it's, yeah, it's fuck food, buying it's things. food only at this point. Uh, you know, sort of seems like it. You know what's great about shopping local, though, is... You know when you try and think like, oh, this would be really nice if I could do this, but I like Canadian Tire will never accommodate for things. Um, we bought something for Shannon's mom for Christmas, which was like a Mennonite box, and um, does not have a Mennonite in it, so don't be worried. Mm. Not human trafficking. Quick call, quick also, call, human quick. trafficking is not what I thought it was. Um, we'll get <laughs> also, back to that qu- after. Also, quick call back to last week's episode, of course. <laughs> Of course. Um, so the Mennonite box had like a bunch of meats, a bunch of cheeses, just a bunch of Mennonite stuff in it. Um, anyway, uh, just like super accommodating, like, hey, when can you pick it up? Oh, we, oh you can, you can, or they're like, we'll deliver, we're like, we'll can pick it up. Like, oh, cool. Okay, we're going to throw in a bunch of extra stuff then because we don't have to pay for shipping then, which is awesome. And then they're like, okay, come to our door on the right-hand side. Don't knock on the doorbell because that's not our doorbell. Go on the right-hand side, pick up this box, and I'll make sure to put her name on it with a little reef. And you're like, isn't that nice? I had somebody deliver some discs I was buying to the actual course that I was at while you're I was there. fucking better for a professional like you. They called me while I was there, and they just said, like, hey, you know, we're not going into apartment buildings, but you can, if we call you, will you come down? And I'm like, oh, shit, I'm not actually there. Like, where are you? I'm like, oh, I'm actually okay. at. There's, there's one question everyone's begging to ask. Yes. Did he throw them to you, or did he hand them to you? Nah, they were in a box. Ah, but but it was exactly that. I said I I, I mentioned to him like, oh, I'm at the course right now. He said, actually, that's closer to our office. Could we just meet you at the top of hole 13? I'm like, and then he said, only if you take me out for nine. Amen. Hey, so uh, sometimes sometimes you get delivery right to your door, Cam. I want to stop you just before because you brought up the Mennonite boxes. Uh, I just do have some things to comment about last week uh, because we did get a couple notes. Notes. We got some notes. We got some notes. 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 We got some notes. Uh, Cam, we asked ourselves the question: um, Can Mennonites ride bikes? Is that, like, mm-hmm. even allowed? How does that, you know, I mean, certainly a 24-speed Shimano. Uh, I thought you were referring to human trafficking, which I wasn't sure about if I talked about last week, but now <laughs> this is all coming no, back No, just the Mennonites. Can Mennonites ride bikes? Is, uh, is it even allowed? Well, Cam, we just have to go over that. In fact, it is. Uh, bicycles also are a great example of something that Mennonites are allowed to do, but the Amish are not. Sometimes mm. you will see young Amish children riding around on scooters, but bicycles mm-hmm. are strictly banned by the Ordnung, which is, of course, the governing set of rules laid on to the Amish people. I should have um, looked into those. But it does really bring you the question, how do you tell the difference between the Mennonites and the Amish? I mean, back in the day, it would have been very easy to tell, just purely based on who was following Jacob 
Jacob Amon, the man who believed that sinning should result in excommunication and shunning, uh, which is a far more serious punishment than the rest of the Mennonite community believed uh, sinning warranted. So today, when we mainly see the differences between them are mostly, uh, mostly their practices rather than their beliefs. The Amish will completely stay away from technology and the outside world, where the Mennonite community sees the importance of connecting themselves right. uh, with the rest of the world. So, if you, pretty much if they're at, if you're enacting or like acting out with them in public, uh, mm -hmm. they're Mennonites, not Amish. Got it. Okay. So do um well I'm not gonna ask. Did you do a lot of research into this? I I stuff I get fa I get a lot of faxes throughout the week. Okay. Uh, do you know sort of do, like anything that Amish, comes across my desk? Does the Amish community like live in a certain zone where I'm just not gonna pass them? Uh, th well, they would probably they would be located in such a place that you would have to go so far out of your way probably to be around them. Right. If that makes sense, Got because it. they are removing themselves so much from like the kind of 21st century world that mm -hmm. uh, you'd probably really have to go looking for uh for amish people if you were uh curious and one more note that we got uh were the were the russia olympics huh russia olympics yes of course as we all know just to confirm uh back in the winter olympics in 2019 in pyongyang the russian olympic committee was suspended for doping and they were not allowed to keep compete as a country However, the International Olympic Committee uh, did allow Russian athletes to compete under the name of the OAR or the Olympic Athletes from Russian from Russia. Bullshit. Uh, they were not allowed. They're not allowed to display their flag. Instead, it's like a circular logo that just has reads the word Olympic they athletes cheated. from Russia. We're fucking a bunch of cheaters in a circle. It should just have a needle in it and say, <laughs> uh, "Oh, look who won again." Uh, of course, they're not allowed to play their anthem. Um, and oh, in, it's a great anthem. And though, isn't in total, it? because of this, 43 athletes, their records were removed from the 2014 games uh, and the record books. And of course, anybody who tested positive uh, for doping was then banned for the Olympics in the future, 2018, and then possibly 2022. Uh, and this was pretty much a unanimous decision for all of the like separate governing bodies of all the events, except for the International Ice Hockey Federation. That's right, the IIHF, who pretty much just wanted competitive hockey and were and knew that if russia wasn't allowed, you know it's uh, and then that was kind of coinciding right when gary bettman wanted to remove uh nhl players from the olympics which hey he makes a good fucking point uh so that's about that they'll be banned for 2022 and then i think we'll figure out the next one as we go well i mean there's no question in my mind that the nhl has no issue using steroids When's the last time you heard of a steroid bust in the NHL? That's a good question. I uh, I wonder. Well, it's like because uh, here's my here's my prime example. Okay. Eric Carlson gets the his ankle stepped oh, on baby. and he cuts ninety percent of his Achilles tendon. Mm -hmm. Eight months later, he's back on the ice on the power play, ripping bombs from the half marks. Like, no, well, that's, no, 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 well, no. Cam, that's not how that works. Cam, you would know yourself that there are uh, a number of, um, like, uh, not only performance enhancing, but uh, but ways in which you can heal. Um, famous uh, Super Bowl MVP and, and actual murderer Ray Lewis once uh, injected deer hormones into a tearing tricep so he could get back on the uh, field at the same time, and it worked. Are deer hormones banned by the NFL? Absolutely not. So you're allowed to do it. I would think that might fall into the category of, um, really? <laughs> it's just that section? Really? Really? Come on. Yeah, dot, dot, really? Dot. Yeah, really? Come on. It's kind of like I'm going through this fucking fence bullshit, and I can't find a way around the bylaw because it says, like, or anything of similar stat, like, or anything non including but not exclusive of and i'm like that's not a law see and we do see uh, you know and i think eric carlson's achilles injury is special because we see a lot of achilles is in we see a lot of achilles getting injured ever a lot of achilles since getting achilles ever since achilles got shot out with that arrow right into his achilles eventually killing him ever since that moment we've seen hundreds of athletes go down right What's the but worst injury you've ever seen live 
Um, roast injury I've ever seen live. All I'm going to say on that is maybe Eric Carlson is a genetic freak. I don't know. <laughs> um, worst injury I've ever seen live, like on television, when Kevin no, Ware. No, no. In person. I've uh, probably. But I'll, 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 give you, I'll give you the, the video one. Never. Though. No. Oh. I don't think I've ever seen. Like, I've seen somebody. I remember, like, there was a kid in, like, football scrimmage who broke his hip. But, like, when you break Damn. your hip, it doesn't look. You just, li- you're crying. You're like, it's, Ow. Yeah, exactly. It was just a kid who was yeah. hit and then is lying on the ground crying, which I guess would be no different than, like, any other serious injury. So, like, yeah. uh, you know, I mean. Yeah, I've 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 only ever seen my knee side backwards. I've never seen like anybody else. Oof. I've never seen a broken arm. I've never seen a floppy. I'm gonna arm. say you you saw yourself then. I saw I saw it, baby. I saw it. Yeah. Um, tell me about that. There's not really much to tell because I was so drugged and it was so long ago. The older I get, the less I'm remembering the day to day parts of life. Um, Surely, like, cause, like, as a ten-year-old, I would have been very cognizant, and I would have remembered each and every single day. Uh, but now we're kind of like, you know, almost twenty years past that, and it's hard to believe that I had like a day-to-day routine when I was like anything younger than twenty. Yeah. Uh, so it's probably a bit hard to believe. I just remember going down and swearing, and uh, one of the teacher, one of like the coaches, was bald and a little bald guy. And I just remember him scurrying out of the gym, presumably to go to the office to like call yeah. to call the ambulance over, because uh, this would have been 2007. So not everyone just had their fucking, not every teacher had their fucking phone in their pocket. Yeah, like ready to go. And then it would have been so much pain until they got there, and then all the pain was gone. And then, yeah, it was just sort of, you know, it's sort of like I just, I was so drugged for the rest of the day. I got so much morphine straight to the dome. That's sick. Uh, and I remember coming back to school because the whole ordeal was only like, like it felt like it was eight hours. Uh, lying on the gym floor with a dislocated leg. Uh, being Did it pop out of your hip socket? No, my knee. I guess like the lower half of so my it leg. Dis- it dislocated from your... The patella. Interesting. The patella oh, the patella. is what it was. The, patella. the old patella. The so like I remember for. lying in the gym. I remember getting put on the stretcher. I remember give, give, they gave me this drug where first they're like on a scale from 0 to 10, 10 being the worst pain in your life, what is it right now? And I'm like 11, 11, 11, 12. And like they, 20. They're, they're like funny. You don't think we've heard that one? And then they, and then they gave me the drugs and I, I do remember saying, I was like 4, 5, I don't know, I don't care. I do remember saying that and then being like stretchered out. The whole thing was only like two hours, but it felt like it was a whole day. Like I came Probably. back to school like in my brace and crutches to collect the rest of my stuff like bef- like at lunchtime it was it was no time at no time like 4 hours had passed maximum uh but of course it felt like a day i once one time got wheelchaired into the uh skydome when it was still around the skydome is still around cam no it's not it's the rogers center now uh if if it if, if the building you were you were whisked around the building, I was. Should I tell the story or just leave it at that? I'm fine to leave it at that too, because that leaves a lot. It's a it's much better if I just say. Stay tuned next week when Cam uh, Cam finishes his uh, Skydome Rogers Center story. I once um, saw a dude also try and catch a baseball, a softball, and then his arm popped out of his shoulder. Try to catch a baseball with a softball? Well, he was outreached, like his arm was outreached uh, to catch a fly ball running for it. Ball lands in the glove, and then his arm pops out of his shoulder. How does that happen? Got bad shoulders. Just bad shoulders. See? I mean, Cam, Mm -hmm. right there, I think you just brought it up. What does bad shoulders mean? It means your genetics fucking suck. It means no, it that, means that you've torn the things enough times where they're just not stable anymore. Or, I, I, I like to blame genetics. Sure, you blame genetics, I'll blame multiple injuries. Oh yeah, was it this, this, this softball player? Oh, it, player was, like the, it had... was like the 19th time he's popped out his shoulders. Really? It's kind of like, yeah. And he's Apparently just... one time my, my grandfather parachuted out of a plane, he was, he was in the World War II, and then landed in a tree and then dislocated his shoulder. And then walked into like the medical room where they like they fix that shit, and he saw like just carnage, and he's like, "All right, fuck this. I I'm just gonna fix this myself." And just went, and he's like, "All right, with my gun," and then went and killed some Nazis. Yeah, you'll all. 
And then just went Nazi hunting, you know? Yeah, yeah. I mean, you're not going to bring yourself to the infirmary with a yeah. little boot. Oh, my, sh- my shoulder's popped out. Oh, that's nice. His leg's gone. A we little, don't know where it is. A little boo-boo. It's gone. A little boo-boo yeah. on your shoulder. Oh, oh, it's still attached? That must be nice. <laughs> See him? He's got none of them left. You're like, damn, well. Oh, yeah. you just dis- put mine back in? You dislocated your shoulder? I'm bleeding out. <laughs> I've probably got two minutes. I've got two minutes. And I'm, and I'm me, wasting this time on your me, conversation. Do you want me to put your shoulder back into place, you Nancy boy? <laughs> oh, you Sally. Nancy boy. That's a good one. You have to drop that one. Yeah, there's Ugh. not enough. And I have no problem with, uh, you know, a young man being called a, a Nancy or a Sally. I really have no oh, problem great. with that because, like, it's, it's uh, I don't know. I don't know. It, it I should I should yet. have a problem with it though, right? No, fuck that. That's what the liberal government wants to tell you. Yeah, I mean, call me crazy, but I was yelled at by coaches. I feel like yeah. I, I feel like if you were to watch like you know like a little like like a little soccer team or a little hockey team now, coaches aren't yelling at their kids. No, they're like that was great. That was really great. Children should ones, be yelled at. I remember at. the first time. I remember the first time that I was like, oh okay, this is how coaching works. I was playing goalie for a league that was uh, above mine. So, like, it was Aaron. So, you know, you didn't have just goalies weren't that readily available. So, sometimes you get called up to play with a different team. So, I was playing at Mm -hmm. the next age group and I'm practicing with the team. And the coach comes up to me and says, How are you doing? And I go, Doing pretty good. He says, I think you're just doing okay. And I was like, Oof, I went fucking stung. I'm but like, it, on, but it's Im- but it's important. It's important. Yeah. You know, Never forgot important. it. Never forgot it. <laughs> never Still forgot it. Sorry, I mean, just increasing my performance. I'll never, yeah, I'll never forget. I'll never forget. It was like grade six, and I think I'm in Madame Gaudet's English class, and uh, she told me to shut up. Ooh. So uh, and like angrily so it was like a shut up you know there was a little bit of a oomph to it you know, yeah. very very nice she was, woman she was hung over she was the uh, she was the school's librarian very nice woman but what? she kind of angrily asked me to shut up uh, were you were you being a pest probably yeah like almost certainly I, I doubt I was being a good boy I was probably trying to make the class laugh. Or trying to do something dumb with your friend who sat on me and uh, this guy Andrew Pert. We had to sit oh, on opposite sides. Big of shouts the, out to Andrew. Big Pert. shouts out to Andrew Pert. I've no idea where he is, but like we had to sit on opposite sides of the classroom for a few right. years because we would just get into too much shenanigans together. Right. Wrestling match in the middle of class. No, it would never be. It would never be to. And there's kind of like two sides of this, like. There's kind of two sides to the attention-seeking kid. I think there is the one that's the like, hey, look at me, I need attention, versus Mm -hmm. look at me, I'm trying to make you laugh. And I think those things, those two things are different because if you think of like, I don't know, I think of like a few kids who would just say obnoxious things. Right, and and it's kind of like, that doesn't make sense, that's so stupid. Exactly. You're just waiting to get the laugh, not... Like laugh at me rather than make you laugh. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Like Andrew, we would never interrupt class with our shenanigans. Right. We tried right. to. You'd wait for the hole and then take that, and then sometimes right. it worked, and some sometimes it landed, and sometimes it didn't. But I do remember one year that uh, uh like our desks were on either side of the teacher's desk. Uh, like it got that kind of bad, but again, it was like we were. It was like you're rude in the sense that you're like interrupting, but it was all like yeah. us clearly just trying to be funny. Um, so I got a couple shut ups in my day, and they were probably all fucking well deserved because you only tell a kid to shut up if they're being a little prick who needs to shut up. I think so. Uh, I don't think I've told a kid to shut up yet. But uh, you never know. Maybe today's the day. Well, well, Cam, I think the problem there would be, uh, why are you around kids? Yeah, there's one kid that's a neighbor here. And um, I would like to tell her to shut up sometimes, mm. but I'm just going to kind of be patient with her. Exactly. She's the kind of kid that really needs attention. Like, it's always like, it's people talking. And she'll be like, in the background, like, just trying to do something to get attention. Like, look at this. Look at this. Look at this. I'm sliding down a hill. Look at this. See, and you're like, yeah, I've, see, I've seen that. It's not 
impressive. And I I would never do anything to try to get attention. Of course I I'm was sure trying. Oh no, of bit. course I was trying to get attention, but I can remember like uh like the kids at school who would, you know, we had a big playground at our school, but the kids who would like intentionally like hang out on the border of the you know kind of like the edge of the playground where the teacher eventually would have to like you know come out get back over here and then eventually you're getting in trouble for doing things that like aren't like more disrespectful than just trying to be playful i think you could probably ask all of my teachers like yeah he's annoying as shit but he's trying to be fun but like God damn, he's a good comic. Like he's That's what they're saying. or just rather like oh no, I'm, I'm, maybe I was trying to make everybody else's learning experience a little bit better. I remember when I had uh, chicken pox in kindergarten, got a big letter home from everybody. Uh, you know, it had like everybody's name on it, like get well soon, this, that, the other. And my kindergarten teacher had written that she wants me back because nobody's singing O Canada with you gone. Uh, because in the morning, it's just, you're fucking, you're blasting. You got the, the, you got the people going. I'm, I'm blasting the, the English and the French version of O Canada. Oh, and it was enough down. that like other kids were like, okay, we'll also sing this, you know, kind of goofy song. I'll be honest. The Canadian national anthem isn't necessarily a banger. It's not the best one. It's not no, the best it's one. no star spangled. one. Oof. It's no star spangled banner. I mean, I'll give them that. Um, but I guess it was enough that, uh, you know, clearly I, my, my enthusiasm and energy was uh you know kind of permeated through the other students Missed. i called the star spangled banger personally oh i do um, yeah i have no shame saying the national anthem sucks uh and i would follow up anybody who would question my patriotism say like hey is it on your ipod when was the last time you streamed the Canadian National Anthem on Spotify? Probably never. Well, so do don't stack your patriotism in front of mine uh dad Speaking of patriotism, I grabbed a bottle of French's uh, tomato, what do you call it, ketchup, and it said, uh, only made from Canadian tomatoes. Mm, the and freshest, then, then, uh, no, the freshest of tomatoes. And then my dad said, there's no such thing as a Canadian tomato. And I, I'm like, what? He's like, they don't have passports. And I'm like, I guess, I don't know. I was, was going like to say, a, a Canadian tomato almost sounds like a euphemism. Like a Canadian tomato is what you call like yeah. uh, a guy that like, gets angry at a like yeah. Or I was going to say a Canadian a who goes Canadian to Disney, tomato. a Canadian who goes to Disney yeah. World oh, and gets sunburned. One. Yeah, that's a good one. Uh, that's a Canadian tomato. That's a Canadian tomato. I it that's almost, a good, it yeah, almost I like sounds yeah. like a euphemism. It's a snowbird that spends a snowbird in his first year. What do you call a snowbird in his first yeah, year? Yeah, a, a Canadian, Canadian tomato. tomato. Yeah, there see, we're working on it. We're onto we're something on here. It. Yeah, there's something <laughs> here. Yeah. Uh, anyway, uh, there's no passports on tomatoes, but I thought he made an interesting point that I just never thought about until that day. There's no such thing as Alberta beef. I guess there's beef from Alberta, but it's not Alberta beef. Why isn't it Alberta beef? Because it doesn't have a passport. There's, they don't have a residency. I guess oh, they, they beeps a, a little different. Well, I mean, I guess Cam. That really brings the question: Should we be assigning citizenship to uh, to animals? No, let's just open the borders wide up and let the floodgates come in, buddy. <laughs> There's huge stretches of the Canadian border that are not like closed nor open. It's just forest. Yeah, and, and well, what they do is they they cut down a lot of the they, trees. They around mow there. the strip. Like there's a yeah. st- there's a there's a, from sea to shining sea. There is a strip buzzed. <laughs> right, just like my asshole. And you could um, probably right cross it quite freely. Uh, I don't think so. I think the problem is that they guard the like they have. A, I'm sure they have a general idea of like this part's pretty easy to cross. Once you get. Think about like the densest forest you've ever been in. You're like, I'm not crossing that, hmm. right? Eventually, you're up to a point. You're like, this is too dense. It take would take me so long to get through a kilometer. It would take me like three hours. That's probably where they're like, yeah, don't. If they get through there, they deserve it, right? Yeah, that's and a good. That's a good point. You remember those guys who killed people like three years ago? Then they like went off to Winnipeg. And they then they like that manhunt in Canada was on, and then they got trapped in the bush with like no camping equipment or anything like that. I think I do. It was two. It was two of them. It was two of them. Yeah. And they got caught. But basically, I just remember the news reports of like people from the area, like local forest people, saying like 
there's no way they will like the the forest will eat them alive or kick them out there's no way they'll spend long in there i'm like yeah i've been in forests where you just don't want to be there anymore and those are nice forests and then if you think of like a bog and just Mm -hmm. mosquitoes everywhere i'm out yeah well i guess that's the uh you wouldn't be able to live it no and once you're on a manhunt or once you're being manhunted yeah i know how many people have survived the manhunt oh i don't know uh db cooper would be one and he is maybe oh uh he's the guy who um robbed the plane at gunpoint oh that's cool took the cash on the plane jumped out with a parachute and then they never found him they put a man on and they never found him I think you're thinking of uh, that's that's Tom Cruise in Mission Impossible Seven. No, DB Cooper. Look it up. Oh, I think actually no, that's no, that's Bane in The Dark Knight Rises. I think he uh, I think he does that little thing at the beginning. Where do, of the think, movie. where do you think he got the idea from? DB Cooper. There you go. Look it up. That was obviously a pseudonym he used. Uh, some people have drawings of him. There's always kind of this shrouding mystery of whether or not he lived. They found some bills in the forest, and some people are like, oh, obviously he died. That's but then great some word. people are like, great word, Cam. Shrouded in mystery. Shrouded in mystery. Did you get a little, uh, did you get a little word of the day kind of peel back calendar? No, but I invested in headspace for the year, so I'm going to try meditation for the year. Ooh. See how that turns out. See if I can clear my mind and maybe not speak like a six-year-old who doesn't know how to pronounce s's and slurs all the time did you start off did did you uh now i came now i came into the studio uh old whiteboard the old whiteboard just covered with permanent marker of course cam you working on uh, a lot of these tongue twisters again uh working on them they're they're coming across slow it down it's really tough they're coming they're coming through nicely it's really tough. Well, it, it's it's like it's like when you start talking, and it's like you're going for like it's just, like when you it's like when you think you're about to have a nice poop, and you're like, this is not going to hurt. It's going to come out in one solid piece, and everything's going to be nice. No red. Yep. And then you go for it, and it's just not 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 what you pictured. Most of the time, I have a pretty good idea of what's coming out the uh, the rear end for me. Yeah. But I don't. I I'm that, never. I, well, Cam, I'm very. No, I'm not going to say never. The times that I'm surprised is when I'm like, this is a normal one. And then it's nine minutes later and I'm like, why isn't it all coming out? Oh, where is it? Well, Cam, we did just get, we did just get over what can only be called, described as Fibergate. Uh, truly trying to address how much fiber you have in your diet. And my suggestion, of course, keep the fiber at that same amount and then boost everything else. So you're just kind of eating to oh, catch up with the fiber. Like, so you had too much fiber. Uh, eat more so then your fiber right. is kind of in proportion. It's not too much. It's the same amount. Uh, exactly. Like, right. keep your fi- it's not in proportion. <laughs> keep your fiber at the same amount, but eat more of everything else. Of course, that was my suggestion. Uh, but we have really, we've really addressed fiber gate. Uh, Doctors hate him. Scientists want to be him. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I try to. Uh, me and Doctor Oz right now are in a little bit of a trademark uh, kerfuffle, back and forth. Of course, mm-hmm. um, I wrote an EP when I was uh, 13 years old under the name Doctor Oz, and I published it. So the uh, who 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 has the name is a little bit of uh, kind of up in the air right now. Interesting. Didn't yeah. know that. Didn't. That's a fun fact about you. That's like that story you told a few weeks about uh, that guy from the Beatles, the best of the Beatles. Oh, Pete Best. How could you forget Pete, Pete Best. Best? Everyone, search it up. Look it up. Look, Look it up, it folks. Up. Pete it's Best. Pete Best. He was in the Beatles before Ringo Starr. Imagine, and uh, <laughs> imagine being kicked out of the Beatles because you're a dick. Like not because you weren't skilled enough. Clearly, the Beatles were not looking for the next John Bonham on drums. They just needed no, a guy like, to keep kind a of basic be there. rhythm and not even good, just decent. Yeah, I think it is also, you know, it's kind of like a like one of those techniques, you know, if you want to look better, uh, stand beside somebody who looks worse. Yeah, um, that's cool. you know, good of one. course, you're, you're you're a young, strapping-looking Paul McCartney, John Lennon, George Harrison. Of course, you got to think to yourself, hey, we need a drummer, and we need to look better. Uh, right. Ringo Starr may have achieved both those things. Definitely, uh, not the. I call that a face for radio. 
He has a Ringo Starr as a face for radio, and who are we? And 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 now he's just fucking laughing because uh, he, there's only two left. There's only Which two. There's died? only two Beatles left, and he's one of them. <laughs> Never so thought Ringo was the other one. Uh, well, John Lennon was shot, of course, as okay. you may know. He because of that book to catch a caterpillar or to catch a rye. Yep. Yeah, so to catch a rye. <laughs> <laughs> so to catch a rye, to it, catch says, a- <laughs> it, it says right in there. It says right in there. Kill the phonies, kill the phonies. And when I think of a phony, I think of John Lennon. Imagine there's no heaven. No, go fuck yourself, John Lennon. And the second one uh, was George Harrison, who passed away from a brain tumor. So a little more sad. Ooh, a little uh, which worse, one's yeah. sadder? I don't know. Is that, what, is that what they're telling you? Is that what the liberal media is telling you? Brain yeah, tumor. Yeah, that's what the liberal media. Oh. It's a, it's a cute story. Now, Cam, I just so, want to bring so this up before we go any further. You have now, on three separate occasions throughout this podcast, addressed what you have called the liberal media. I'm just curious. If, if you want, if you if you want to keep talking about this, is there you, something if, on your uh, mind? Of course, uh, has some. I'm has, just saying. I'm just. I'm just saying that maybe we're not getting like, uh, you know, the, the truth, the truth, and all that, but the truth. So help you God. So help me God. So there's nothing yes. else you really want to uh, know, like kind of gripe you have. Maybe you're, uh, you're maybe you're more focused on the new Democratic Party media. I'm just saying that I had a gate up. It was legal, and they're trying to take my gate down. They're trying to break down that wall, and I say no. I'm going to the voters' meeting next week, and I'm making a fuss. Gate gate. This is uh, this is truly hitting um, unprecedented uh, kind of levels here. With this, gate gate. Cl- with this class action lawsuit. Yeah, I would love to bring into a class action lawsuit, but I don't even know what the next step is. I think the next step is fucking move. <laughs> move to a place with a Just gate. Move to a place that allows me to have gates because I'm going to go to this annual general meeting and just fucking like they'll be like is there any questions be like yeah why do you have eight-year-olds working in the back taking pisses and throwing cigarettes in my backyard just a quick question not eight-year-old 18-year-olds i should say well, i was gonna say cam that would be a big question if yeah. you had 18-year-olds hacking darts in your backyard or eight-year-olds hacking darts in your backyard that would be very important any any other questions uh yeah real quick question why does my backyard flood weekly mm. just out of curiosity um, third question, do you have any morals? And fourth question, do you believe in God? Of course. You know, get a lot of the Just things right things there. Off. You know, maybe we can start bringing up the uh, the commandments, the flooding, Noah, that whole kind of thing. Uh, like, hey, what am I building an ark here? I don't know. You can do something like that. Well, they're, they're giving me shit this week because they said I had to take my mesh fence down because it's an eyesore, according to one owner. Pro- says that it degrades property value because it's an eyesore. I'm going to go piss on his fucking doorstep and shit on it and say I that's an eyesore, not that fence. I, w- I would say the constant police presence on the other side of that fence on your backyard. I would say that's more of an eyesore than... Yeah, uh, I, I, would, <laughs> I would say a lot of things are an eyesore, including, you know, people coming into our cars and breaking in. That's an eyesore because that doesn't look good on anybody. Or how about the, you know people that have guns around our neighborhood that are you know kind of an eyesore or maybe just a mental sore because you have to think about it or maybe the fact that our paving is just absolute shit and it's two-tiered and it's black and white and bumpy or maybe the fact Hmm. that construction workers leave garbage everywhere but no the temporary fence that's an eyesore that's reducing property value go fuck yourself (laughs) i would say i would say the four years of building what can only be like 50 units i would say that would be more of an eyesore eyesore. it's we're on a fucking construction site and i can't have a mesh fence i get it i can't have a wood fence okay i don't really disagree with that first of all it's not a fence it's a fucking gate second of all it's a temporary fence that i can pull up and down I need to get approval from a board of directors for my own backyard in the middle of winter because some dickhead thinks that, oh, my property value is going to decrease. No, your property value is going to decrease because no one has any fucking money right now because it's a goddamn pandemic, you goddamn moron. Not because of this fence. He just doesn't like the fence because I have d- dogs and you know he doesn't like to see puppies playing around because he's a goddamn old sore nerd fuck rat. So I take it's the guy who lives directly above you. 
Probably they're, they're not. They're not giving any names. They should though. Out these people. I think they should because I'm gonna start throwing shit dog poo on their balcony. If the, if this guy is so concerned about his property's value, uh, like is he about to sell? I don't know. They're not giving me names. Like who's ever concerned on the about their pro? The only time you're concerned about your property value is when you're 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 thinking to yourself, I can up it by redoing the bathroom. Nobody looks around and be like, "Oh, my no, neighbor yeah, put up a fence." Yeah, nobody looks. Yeah. God, Cam, it's just. I'll, I'll give you. I'll give. I'll give this though. But, so I was. I was complaining to my dad about this today, just losing it, like I was here, and he had just gotten off the phone with the hospital because he was getting. He had uh, an angiogram last week, and he looked at me and says, "There's bigger things in life," and I went, "Okay, you're right." He goes, "It's small things. You'll move. Don't worry about it." And I was like. Okay, yeah, you just had heart surgery. You're right. I shouldn't worry about this. And I thought that was a nice shift in perspective. It is, you know, a little shift in perspective. And uh, and Cam, I think that's what it ultimately results to, right? If you have to move, you have to move. I even know in the town that I grew up, bylaws are different depending on the side of the town you live in. At my mother's house, you're allowed to have uh, a clothesline in your backyard to hang clothes. At my father's house, you're not allowed to have a clothesline in the backyard. Um, different rules depending on even like which part of which side of the town you're on. I hate bylaws. I can't take it, but I'll try and I'll I'll try and I'll try and relax. Just it's Friday night. I mean, sorry, it's Monday afternoon. It's it's Monday. And all, 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 you, all you gotta all you gotta do is just go to the meeting, set yourself yeah. straight. Plead your case, meeting, like, hey, though. why, you know, and well, yeah, that sucks. Yeah, I know they're just gonna mute me because I'm just gonna have de- death groups playing in the background. And go, sorry, should I turn that down? Is that too loud? Yeah, is that, you- too, is that too. No, like that'd be rude. Maybe I'll try and do a very eloquent point. Um, I have a no. I'm I'm dropping this issue because I'm just the heart rate spiking. Cam, the heart seventy four. I, I, that's a Something. huge spike for you, Cam, because you yeah. have a kind of like a re- resting at thirty six. You're resting. Your resting heartbeat uh, thirty six beats a minute. I guess is. That... Mine's actually ever since. Um, surprisingly, I haven't said this. I've been doing the sober January, um, and ever since I stopped drinking, my heart rate has just plunged down. How much? Down to fifty one beats per minute average. How much are you drinking in the first place? I mean, uh, at least every weekend. Okay. Yeah. And like it's not, it's just alcohol that does a lot to increase your heart rate. Yeah. You have to, so that was something interesting, and also just doing a lot of exercise. Yeah, it could be a lot. Could, of, could who be, knows? Could be a mix of that. Yeah. Getting on that, getting on the Zwift cycle. Did I ever? I told you about that, right? I think you mentioned. Yeah, it's that thing that it, you put it up on your screen. It looks like you're cycling, um, and then you hook up your bike to it, and then it has like a little power meter. Apparently they came out with this game just recently that's like, do you want to be an Uber Eats cyclist without the danger? Try this game. And it's like, you have like, you know, eight minutes to get to this next stop and you can kind of do steering and stuff on your bike and you try and get there as fast as you can to drop off the food. I thought it sounded pretty fun. On what bike? Do you have a little spinner? I just use my normal bike and I have a trainer on the back of it. Yeah, yeah, the little spinner attachment. Yeah, those are great. Yeah, make a lot of noise it's, though. They make a lot of noise. Mine's not too too loud. Like some of them are very loud. This one, I can do it, and someone can be sleeping. Now you think like the, you is, think it would be virtually silent. It would just be the sound of the bike. But no, sometimes well, you know. Yeah, you need to have that friction point, and like the wheel itself has to have some sound with the bearings. Um, but where was I going with this? Oh yeah, I would normally. It's silent enough where I could do it if Shannon was sleeping in the house. But the problem is that if I'm going to be cycling for an hour, I got to have beats playing through the whole house at like 5 a.m. You have to. You can't just use your headphones? No. No. That's not. Because, no, no. It, there is a reason I have to do it through the house. It's because when I cast my screen from my phone, it won't let me play it to a different source, the audio. Just a technical thing. So I just play everything through my TV, and then I play that Diplo mash and just boom. Oh, that fun one. That new dip low track. Sounds like a great time, though, Cam. Glad your heart rate is subsiding. I'll tell you that much. 
Yeah. It's fun being healthy and yeah. And then, then just, then you work on the mental health, you know, you work on the headspace. you try and get uh, your brain working. You're kicking in high gear. Of course. Of Big course. start to 2021. Except this fucking lockdown. But we're not we're not gonna get into that right now. Agreed. Oh, you it's not to- a negative. It's not a negative Nancy day. Of course, and you know you, you can't even is you can't even call someone a negative Nancy anymore because the Nancys are gonna be like, why is my name negative? And the people who you're calling negative Nancys are gonna be like, you shouldn't you shouldn't say you that. Shouldn't you shouldn't use people's names use, oh, in use, a uh, bad yeah, way. Using people's names. You know, it's gonna be all the door. And then. He slash him. Minors. Agreed. It's all fucked. Everything's fucked. You were going to say something. I was going to say, should we play a game? Which game? Would you like to play a game? You want to play a game? You want to play a game? Hey, want to play a game? It's very much different than tone, eh? Same words. Same words. Put, Same put words. Put your hand in this bucket and there's a saw in Same it. word. And Trebek tells you, like, hey, let's play a game. And you're like, let's go. Let's play a game. John Kramer tells st- you he wants to play a game and you're fucking terrified. <laughs> ah. Kill me. Would you rather... It's a game of would you rather. Would you rather um, play a saw game or would you rather... Uh, uh, Flip a coin to decide if you're gonna live or die. Um, let's go for the coin. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because I think this the psychological damage you're gonna be facing with the saw game. That's and, gonna stick with you. And there's very few saw games where you come out of them unscathed. Uh, Good point. Even even the ones where you're allowed to live, like the woman cut off her arm, but she lived. Uh, right. The woman in the office, like I guess she got her neck all cut up. But yeah, very few. Most of them, if you do live, you've lost an appendage, or dignity, or your dignity. And hey, uh, but let's play a different game. I, I would probably just go with that, and then yeah, because if I can just flip a coin and then be okay, that's fine with me. What game did you have in mind? What game did you have in mind? I want to play Let's play some Headliner Ass Night. Hey. 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 Headline or asinine? Uh, because we know how the game is played. We have headlines for each other, and sometimes they're real, and sometimes they're fake. Sometimes we throw a little bit of fast, a little bit of heat down the middle, a little bit of watermelon come down the plate. Well, a little bit of a juicy tomato coming right across the plate. And sometimes we throw that smoke. We throw that smoke that's curving right over. Oh, my God. It's a changeup. Oh, my God. It's a breaking ball. Hey, headliner asinine, Cam. <laughs> New Jersey gives smokers vaccine before general public. New Jersey to give smokers vaccine before general public. Yeah, and this is all the rage right now. Uh, who should be getting vaccines first? You know, we're start we're starting off with the old the oldies and the uh, the people working. But smokers, though, because see, I think this goes in line. And of course, we did have the story the other week about the Manhattan judge who allowed uh, one of Osama bin Laden's co-workers, we'll we'll call him off early due to his obesity and his chance of being sick. And I would say smokers would be in that same category uh, where their health has probably gotten to such a point where they could die if things aren't handled properly. Um, and New Jersey sounds like a place where maybe I feel like the headline's misleading because I, I'm, I'm going to say 95% of the New Jersey population hacks darts. So it's not like <laughs> it, it, it's a misleading headline because everyone's smoking cigarettes over there. Uh, but it's a headline. It is a headline. And here is the facts. New Jersey said Wednesday it would expand vaccine eligibility to include those 16 to 64 years old with underlying health conditions. The largest chunk of that group include 2 million smokers in the state. So that's the underlying health condition. The announcement prompted immediate backlash. Who felt people felt it was wrong to choose smoke 
Oh, man, my reading is at a grade two level. Despite the <laughs> risk to receive vaccination prior to those who do not, the state defended its decision in an updated statement Thursday, calling its eligibility expansion was in accordance with CDC guidelines. It also encourages smokers to call it quits with this help hotline. Back to you, Cam. Thanks, Cam. Um, no, that's that sounds about right, you know, because, I mean, even if you are if you are a lifelong smoker that's resulted in some kind of lung or heart disease, now that lung and heart disease is now your underlying condition. Nobody cares about how you got it. Um, you know, just that you have it, right? Nobody cares that you drank yourself to diabetes. They just care if you have diabetes, you know? So, uh... A little bit of a weird one there. Okay, Cam, I have one here for you. Headliner nine. Man caught smuggling $35,000 of cocaine under his toupee. So, sorry, 35000 Yes. That's a big... I, I don't... I've seen how much an eight ball cost, and that's like 60 or 80 bucks. And maybe it's 100 I don't remember. I just I've seen people buy it, and it is very expensive for very small quantities. But thirty five hundred. So yeah, that's okay. Thirty five thousand. Thousand thousand. Okay, that's where we're getting things off. Cam, you're having trouble with your speech, your reading, and your remembering. Cam, I think if there's yeah. anybody who has an underlying condition, I don't know what yours is, but I'm gonna say you got it. I'll take that. And back to you, Cam. Back to you, Cam. Is it a headline Back, or is thank it a you. <laughs> Thanks, Cam. Um, looking at that number, $35,000 would take quite a bit of cash. And can you fit that under a toupee? Survey says, no, you can't. But here's my thoughts on how it would happen if it did. He's going through an airport and his toupee looks just like a lumpy piece of coal. Um, and someone just points it out and goes, sir, is, is that flour coming up? Sir, there's a, there's a dog sitting beside you. He goes, that's my dog. He goes, that's not your dog. Curveball. A- asinine. Cam, that's a headline here Jesus. for you. The story is coming out of Spain. Um, out of Barcelona airport when a Colombian man was detained while attempting to smuggle about a pound of cocaine under his hairpiece. If that helped, uh, a pound, 35,000. Police originally pulled him aside uh, due to his nervous appearance. He was sweating and his unusually large uh, hair, the police said. The police posted two photos on their Twitter. Not an official mugshot, just, you know, like an evidence type of photo. Um, One with his toupee over top of the cocaine. Um, and the other with just the cocaine with his toupee taken off. Um, and with the cocaine and his toupee, there was an approximately a four and a half inch stack on the top of his head. Uh, and he thought he could get away with it. But um, good to know, though. It's about a pound. $35,000 dollars like, That's like cocaine. four thumbs worth, right? There you go. Damn, that's a, that's a big mount on your head. That's a big mountain on your head. Big old, big old mountain on your head. Hey, uh, no mask policy leads to gunshots in Arizona. So I'll read that again. No mask policy leads to gunshots in Arizona. Uh, is it? No mask. Um, Arizona. Everyone's favorite state lately, you know, uh, flopping the flopping the floor there. Senator John McCain said to everybody, hey, no more of this shit. We're a blue state now. So there's a turmoil, you know, as a, everyone's, you know, it's, it's hot. It's hot over there. And not only is it a dry desert heat, but emotions are running high. So this is a case where there was no policy in effect and a result of which was, uh, came in gunplay. That's one funny thing about gun ownership in the United States is that it's very much the I need to defend my land. I need to defend my like myself. Um, but I love it when people go like away from their home to shoot somebody, 
Yeah, you know, because it's happening in like a fucking parking lot or in like a super center when two people disagree and they shoot each other. Yeah, have a gun to uh, defend your your home and your family. Sure, I'll give you that luxury. Have a gun to defend your rights in a Walmart parking lot. I don't know if I buy that, but there's some pretty dumb motherfuckers out there. So that's a headline. That is a headline, and I'll note this store in Arizona will not allow anyone with a mask to come into their store. He said in a Facebook video that he doesn't allow mask customers because of what we've seen happening with looting and violence and rioting. It's pretty hard to tell. It's pretty hard to tell who are good people and who are bad people when you have your mask on. He also said the death rate is 0.008 anyway. Anyway, this man walks in with a mask on, probably looking at his phone and, you know, not looking at this chalked sign because who reads chalk signs when you're just focused on actually why you want to go in. And the owner yells at him, gets in his face. The man pushes him back. He's like, what the, what the fuck are you doing? Like, don't touch me. And then he pulls a gun on him. So there was actually no shots fired in the incident, more of just a big scare that happened. Um, but uh, point is people are up in arms about this pandemic. Back to you, Cam. You know, they... See what, uh, see, see what I did there? See what I did there? Oh, I'm still in here. Was it was it the uh, the up in arms? Up in arms, up in arms. Yeah, you got it. I got it. Arms, I got it. Yeah. I got it. Nice. I got it. I got it. Okay, Cam. Hiyo or no Ohio. Danish television network launches children's show about a man with a giant penis. Ugh. No, I. Even the, even though I know the Danes are a little bit crazy. <laughs> Now, this is fun, Cam, because I think for decades and centuries now, we've just been calling them the Dutch. But you have, uh, have sort of felt a fun way to sort of uh, change this around. Oh, okay, whatever. They're all that whole whole sector of Canada or wherever the hell they are. Yeah. A little bit, little bit loopy. Um, I just can't see them like anyone giving the thumbs up to that. And being like, okay, so the main plot of the show is he has a giant dick and, you know, he has to navigate the world. Like, they did a thing on Two Bears, One Cave recently where they were talking about the problems of having a big dick because people wrote in. And the main problems were just like, you know, girls oogle at you. uh, You can't really have sex well. And I just can't see them bringing those to light in a kid's show. So I'm going to call Asinine. Cam, this one here is a headline here for you coming right out of Denmark. Uh, Yeah, so this comes out of the DR Network. I said the Danes. uh, Where there is a new show about a man whose penis is so big that he can't control it. The show is called John Dillermand, and it follows our lead character who puts his massive penis to good use in rescuing operations, money-making schemes, and cooking segments in order to teach children the importance of overcoming hardships and celebrating their diverse bodies. And of course, Cam, the hashtag MeToo movement is pretty upset about this whole thing, claiming that this kind of just perpetuates the standard idea of a patriarchal society and normalizing locker room culture. However, the network tried to defend themselves, at least, saying that the show was designed for their target group of children's age 7 to 10 who have a budding curiosity about their body and their genitals and are addressing embarrassing issues in a funny way. Uh, For those of you keeping folks at home, for the record, Diller means penis so the show roughly translates to john penis man nice fuck i gotta watch that show i would stay tuned can't wait for season two hopefully hopefully we can get to season two you gotta say back to back to you cam back to you cam thanks cam <sighs> san francisco man can't remember his bitcoin password and loses 220 million dollars that's tough um i know how it all works like you have like a wallet like a crypto wallet and then you would need to find your password or you know kind of like have your information that way if there's ever a time to write down your username and password info i would say this is probably that time you can't rely on google chrome to remember your passwords for you 
Um, and I can only imagine that changing your Bitcoin wallet password is not as easy as clicking forgot my password when you try to sign into your Hotmail account for the 40,000th fucking time and it does still doesn't work because that's the only email you use for all your junk shit and I just don't know. Anyway. Um, but 220 million, that would have to mean that this man had so much big like this was years and years in the making and he was like away in prison whatever it might be and somehow returned to realize like wow i have all this money in bitcoin fuck i forgot my password and then what happens to it i guess it, it would just continuously remain out of circulation it would just be 220 million dollars of bitcoin however many bitcoins that might be in just sitting there not to be touched kind of like surrounded by smog in the hobbits part two or part three um i'm gonna say it's a headline and you would be right about that so this man actually lost his uh password nine years ago and he had the information stored on a hard drive which will automatically wipe itself if you get the password wrong 10 times. He's tried eight times. He's basically given up. Um, he says, time heals all wounds. I've made peace with the loss. It was a big deal at the point, and the money's probably still growing, realistically. Yeah. Many people have reached out to him with advice. Some people suggest, have you tried password? Have you tried talking to profits? Have you tried talking about nootropic meta-enhancing drugs? And mm -hmm. he's just kind of over it. He's like... It's gone. I got two chances left, but you know, if you're actually a guy who's into like cybersecurity, your password's never just like um, you know, cupboard 42. It's a series of numbers and digits and like things you're just not really you don't you don't pull them up by memory. Anyway, so this guy uh yeah, this guy got dealt a pretty bad blow, but he's getting over it nicely. Recovering nicely as we say. And that's the that's the that's and that's the cold hard facts of the matter and oh we're still going why for an and. okay oh and a why and a why okay and why and cash is king back to you Thanks, Cam. You're exactly right. Uh, how are we supposed to, you know, lead the charge in, on the, in the world as a leading uh, currency if you have to remember a password to, uh, to get it? You are exactly right, Cam. It's probably not just password or uppercase P and then followed by one, um, you know, because you need a character. But yeah, yeah, folks at home, if you ever get something that you should probably remember, I'd say keep it. If the CRA ever gives you an access code, keep it that access code don't just throw it out don't put it on a drive fucking keep that letter like it's uh, like it's your birth certificate like your birth certificate exactly and by the way folks thanks for uh, for mailing us all of your birth certificates uh we did we we did we barely even asked we barely brushed on it last show asking all the listeners to give us their birth certificates and we we're gonna make a little papier mache little collage uh, hat out of it so very much looking forward to the to the paper mache um birth certificate hat cam i have one more headline here for you Throw me, throw me a ball. Hi or in Ohio, drunk man legally changes his name to Celine Dion after watching her YouTube videos. Hmm. Okay, so here's the problem I have with this. Off the hop, drunk man changes his name legally. It's not like you can just do it with like a quick Google search and you're like, how to change your name. It's like, click here. It's like, would you like to change your password at the same, like, Click this code, it'll dial your phone. If you say yes, your name's legally changed. Like, I feel like you can be drunk and be like, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna get a pay, I'm gonna just tomorrow, I'm gonna get a paperwork right now. And then you start the paperwork. And then like, you know, let's say you even get done half the paperwork. And then you're like, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna put this, I'm gonna put this in the mail. You're just not gonna get that far. Um, but, Maybe he did. Maybe he maybe he got that far. Maybe he actually followed through. I don't know what the online application looks like. Uh, I'm gonna call Asinine on this one, but maybe back to you, Cam. Asinine. 
Cam, that's a headline. Three strikes and you're out. I don't think we've ever I've seen, seen such dominant play. Just call me Roy Halliday. Now let's get in my mini plane, Cam, because this is a story right out of France where a 30-year-old man named Thomas Dodd was drinking one night around the holidays. Uh, and as we do, he went on a YouTube binge. We've all been there. Uh, and in this particular evening, he was on a Celine Dion live binge. And after it's Celine. It's Celine and to you. And after watching her 2020 holiday concert, he ultimately decided to spend the 89 euros and officially change his name to Celine Dion Cam. You would be asking yourself, shouldn't there be some kind of step two, some kind of second approval process well in france there's not it's a way under the state of which it currently is there's a website you type in your credit card info and it becomes your name mr dodd said that he's always been a fan of the singer and over the lockdown he's been watching Wait, a lot say of mr dion mr dodd no, wouldn't it be Mr. Dion? Well, I guess, sure. Celine Dion? Uh, sure. I'm not going to say it, though. He's a fan of the singer, and uh, he's just been watching a lot of her concerts over the past nine or ten months or so. so um, he was, in fact, so drunk that he forgot to do so. It wasn't until he returned one day from work and saw a letter from the government's office. He opened up the letter congratulating him on his new name, Mr. Celine Dion, and then he realized, oh, shit. I thought that was a dream. I didn't think I actually did that, but he did. His was biggest he excited? concern, his biggest concern out of all this is what does he tell the HR department at work? Does he have to change his email signature? What if he gets pulled over by police? He doesn't know what to do for the time being. He said he'll probably end up changing his name back. Yeah, it seems like the logical thing to do. Mhm. <laughs> Okay, well, um, not sure if everyone picked up on this, but this is at the new studio with uh, brand new equipment sponsored by an, an anonymous donation. Um, where we, oh, I wish we could say the names of the people. By the way, uh, tomorrow, Cam, just wanted to promote this. Okay. There is a UFC event going on at Fight Island, which is in Abu Dhabi. Um, just a fantastic place. Um, the fight card's good. Abu Dhabi, love it. Now, love this it. is why Dana White is trying this new thing. He's calling them Abu Dhabi Tuesdays. Uh, where there's actually a full UFC card on a Tuesday. It's amazing. There's one on Wednesday this week. Wow. Tuesday and yeah. Wednesday? It's just Wednesday. You got It's because of the time zone difference. It's it's Tuesday their time, Wednesday our time. Right, right, right. So if you turn into... Cause today's it's on ABC. Because to, today's Monday. So if on Wednesday you go to ABC, you'll be able to watch a full UFC card. Well, it's going to be at like 6 in the morning, but yeah. Okay. Well, that's good to know. Yeah, there's great card, great cards this week. Um, we got Holloway versus Kada. Conor McGregor's fighting next weekend, and um, we got a Neil Magny versus Michael Chiesa on Wednesday morning. So check it out, folks. Absolutely riveting. And thanks for listening to another week of the podcast, folks. Remember, you can rate, review, like, and subscribe. The podcast is all over the place. It's on Apple. Spotify, Google, YouTube, uh, YouTube, Stitcher Premium, Spotacast. Still working on that to become the first exclusive podcast of Spotacast. Uh, and hopefully that's going well. Great, folks. And never forget, do you think you're sleepy? Well, a snail can sleep for three years. I'm Cam LeClaire, signing off. Take care, folks. Tonight on Two Seas in a Pod, 96.7 on your... Two C's in a pod, 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 two C's in a